Greetings, Wargamers. We're your hosts, Trevor, Jay, Josh, and this is Shannon Attack. Attack. is sponsored by Discount Games Incorporated. Discount Games Incorporated specializes in customer service, low prices, and prompt shipping. You can find our web store at www.discountgamesinc.com. Welcome to Chain Attack. I'm your host, Trevor, and my current blood sugar is 90. <laughs> and if you listen to our preamble, that was that would be important to you. <laughs> I'm Jay, and I I made the mistake of going to Costco on a Saturday. Oh, gosh. Oh, you madman. And I am a fool. <laughs> uh, and I'm Josh. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish the Once and Future King, and I'm going to feel really bad about it. I don't. I didn't think that that was even something like you. You've gotten through some amazing slogs, Josh. What's oh, going I know. On here? We we need to we need to have. Yeah, I mean, you read this. the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> like the problem is, I'm going to get through it out of like guilt at this point. I think because. So two two parts how, of the guilt how to far this book. Are you? It's not that big, is it? Um, thirty three percent. Okay. It's not that big, but it wanders. It like wanders a lot. Like I, I don't know a, a ton about it. Isn't it like an Arthurian? So have you watched Disney's The Sword in the Stone? I have. It's amazing. It clearly inspired Sword in the Stone because it has the yeah yeah it's an Arthurian legend book and the Merlin in it is clearly the Merlin from Disney's Sword in the Stone wart you know the whole nine yards and so Mm -hmm. i started reading it my daughter gifted it to me for christmas and so that's the other part of the guilt i'm like oh if i don't finish this i'm gonna feel so bad (laughs) right like and i should like it because sword in the stone disney's the movie is like one of my favorite movies but it's like i mean i probably feel the way trevor feels when he's reading lord of the rings i'm like why am i reading about king pelinor and the questing beast all of a sudden like uh, it, you know what I mean? It's just like all of a sudden it wanders off in these vague. He he goes in like super in depth about like boar hunting, and I don't even know if the words he's using are real. Like I think they're supposed to be different breeds of dogs. And like I I so yeah I don't know I I'm about thirty three percent don't know it's it's like physically thick. It's a it's a big old book and mm, I didn't know that. I mean, it was written in like somewhere in the sixties, right? No, it's older than that. But that's my point. And you know how sometimes older books just... I, don't I know, do, yes. Like, they don't rip <laughs> you quite... So, I mean, I feel like I should finish it because I think it is a... I'll have I, to look it up. I think it's a, a Hugo <laughs> Award winner or whatever. I thought that was why no, you No, it's, it's way earlier than that. So, just I'm looking at it because you piqued my interest, but it was... it was He published it in four smaller books from 1938 oh. to 1940. And then it was published as an anthology, all four books together in 1958. Oh, okay. That makes sense. You know what? Then I don't feel as bad because I have finished the first part. 
which the, is the, the sword four, and the, the stone. Four, yeah, the four books are called The Sword and the Stone, The Queen of Air and Darkness, The Ill-Made Knight, and The Candle in the Wind. So I'm in the I'm in the Queen of Air and Darkness, I guess. Well, I just I just read about a, a Queen of Air and Darkness, and I'm assuming it was more enjoyable than <laughs> what you read, Josh. <laughs> I do love though that like you have this uh, like Pathology. the sweet lies. No, this this like sweet lies that we tell ourselves. Like, th- there's no way that you're going to quit this book, Josh. <laughs> Damn it! You're so right. <laughs> okay, well, let's jump into brackets. It's bracket time. Bracket time. Uh, just a quick update. I mean, we record these way in advance, so there's not yeah. very many votes. But uh, the two votes currently going on are Starcraft versus Dune, um, which Dune is winning, um, not by a lot, but a little bit. And Arkham Horror versus Harry Potter. And um, somewhat surprising to me, Arkham Horror is um, kind of soundly trouncing Harry Potter. Oh, so. really? Like like, like a good lead, huh? Um, I mean, in these I types like of votes, it. it's pretty yeah. reasonable. Interesting. I mean, generally people vote during the first day and, and then it kind of trails off from there. Yeah. And so I don't really see it changing a lot, um, but it could. But right now, though, you know, Dune is and uh, Arkham Horror look like they're going to advance. Now, remind well, me your... and the listeners, like how how long is the vote open for? Six days for each vote. Okay. Get your votes in and smash that subscribe button on Patreon so that you can vote four times. And also, <laughs> you know, if if you are if you do carry the Arkham Horror and Dune to the wind, just recognize that you'll have advanced two of the properties that josh defended so you know (laughs) (laughs) okay well then on that note let's let's have a discussion about uh the expanse and twilight imperium (laughs) (laughs) why did i sign up for this uh trevor (laughs) i'm gonna let you go starting now defending twilight imperium Oh, gosh. Okay. I was not prepared for this, but I am now because Twilight Imperium is the best board game ever made. If you would like a a life-changing experience, you find people of like mind. You sit down for the first time, probably <laughs> eight hours, to learn what it's like to have such joy in your life. And then you play it again, and you complete it in six hours. Then you play it again, and you complete it in four. And then you know what pure joy is. Because... Twilight Imperium is that joy. It is everything you ever wanted in a game. It has politics, military, exploration. It has tech trees. I mean, come on, Josh. Even you want a tech tree. (laughs) It is so amazing. All of the races in it are unique. The stories behind them are interesting. And the ability that you have to make deals at the table with other people is far greater and more interesting than any other game. Joshua Wheeler. You must now defend the expanse. I yield the remainder of my time. To my <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I mean, and this is this is totally the, how I'm gonna vote, but this, this is the is TV the, series, right? I thought it was the books. Is it the books? Um. Well, whatever. I'm I'm ready to defend whatever you tell me, Trevor. Go ahead. Hold, hold, let me let me look really quick. Uh, it is. Um. Uh, I don't man. think there's any way it would have made it in. It's books. Yeah, it's books. In TV. Oh. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's not going to make it in TV. It, it probably would have been you know, <sighs> look 16 to 32 range. 
The Expanse is one of the most incredible incredible examinations of what real human politics will look like as ah. we expand to uh, inhabit the entire solar system. And frankly, it is what a novelization of Twilight Imperium would only dream of looking and sounding like. You will love the characters. They they are all flawed and sometimes hilarious and just almost always lovable. The plot is gripping and there's a reason that it goes on to become a, an incredible television series also. I know we're talking about the books here, but the series is just incredibly well-written and takes you along for the ride. And, and frankly, you know, we need more uh, books and stories of that caliber. So vote. Trevor, give us a rebuttal. Why would you want to read The Expanse when you can live it? <laughs> the board game is amazing. All the politics you would find, all of the backbiting, the the nail-biting, the uh, excitement of the books and the TV series, frankly, uh, you can play it yourself in a board game. And it's, gosh, I there's a reason why uh, Twilight Imperium is probably all of the hosts' number one favorite game of all time. It is. I can't speak for my co-host. I won't, but I will for me. <laughs> it's my favorite board game of all time okay. for multiple reasons. Fine. So here's my rebuttal. Here's here's the biggest problem I have with Twilight Imperium. It's when people are having conversation with me, polite conversation, and you know the, the conversation turns to games, and they're like, "Oh, well, what's your favorite board game?" And I freeze up every time. Because I want to say the truth so bad. I want to shout from the rooftops, well, it's Twilight Imperium, this incredible six to eight hour game about it's a, a galactic uh, civilization building space opera. But I know that's not what the people are really asking me. <laughs> what they really want me to say is, what's your favorite game that I, you know, could could <laughs> understand and tolerate, you know? So there, that's my problem with Twilight Imperium. It's too, it's too powerful for it's this too world. too pure for this world. That, that is true. I will agree with my my opponent in this that um, most people cannot handle it. Yeah, takes a select few, but man, it is such a glorious experience. None of us have played the expansion yet, have we? The fourth edition expansion? Uh, um, no. I mean, COVID. It just. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It would it would have to be digital, and we'd have to do it on. It's supposed to. I have a friend who does a monthly. Um, Tabletop simulator, yeah, and yeah. says that it's really good. I have one too. That's I don't know if he's doing it monthly, but I would love to try it digitally. I think that it would translate fairly well. Yeah, probably. But the one thing that wouldn't translate is the the table politics. I, I just yeah. convinced they would not. Like I cannot, I cannot be you know sucked in by Jay's honeyed tongue and accidentally lie to Trevor about our alliance. <laughs> Okay, moving on. That, that's huge air quotes. Accidentally. <laughs> Unintentionally? Okay, Josh. <laughs> yes. You are Jay. moderating this one. Trevor is doing Warhammer 40K. I'm doing Ghost in the Shell. Uh, all right. Well, it looks like Warhammer 40K is the higher-ranked seed, which I believe it's number two in the miniatures and RPGs category, correct? Yes. So be, for that justification, Trevor, I'm going to give you your minute now. Go ahead. Sure. 
Um, so Warhammer 40k. I think that if it weren't for Warhammer 40k, modern miniature games probably wouldn't be nearly as big or as widely played as they are. It is the granddaddy of modern miniature games. Is it the first miniature game? No. Was there miniature games before it? Yes. But it is the miniature game. Every time I tell people I play miniatures games, even people who've never even heard of miniatures games, are like, oh, do you play? You know, do you play Warhammer? I'm like, uh, no, I don't, but I did once. And truly, I wouldn't be a miniatures gamer today if it weren't for Warhammer 40K. It's got great games. It's got great books. It's got it's got great art. There's a lot of things about it to love, and I realize it's not for everybody, but it is what it is. It is the greatest miniature game of our time. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I'm given, I know I'm not giving it the best rules. I'm just telling that it is... Right. I don't know whether to that is time. like say this in the rebuttal or my normal part, but like I, I just feel like I took a dagger to my heart. Okay, well it's normal part right now, Jay. You, you gotta you understand go. where I'm coming from here. I, I'm not saying I'm, that it has the best rules or that it has the best models or that it has the best tournament play. I, like, you can, any you one can, category, it's not the best in, but it is it is the number one. I will concede to my uh, worthy opponent that it is the most popular uh, miniatures game in the world um but it, tons yeah, of people for popular yeah i I'm, <laughs> don't make me defend it any more than i have to <laughs> okay well <laughs> all right Jake, go the ahead. Um, i have watched this multiple times and i've i've <laughs> i'm, I'm going to get the uh probably run out of town for this but i've, I've also watched the live action one multiple times with brian because he's that's the one with scarlett johansson in it right yes uh-huh. okay all right yeah um I mean, what what is there to say about Ghost in the Shell? It is a um, foundational movie. It's it's one of the ones that it was it was one of the ones that was recommended to me as like my initial exposure to this genre of movies, and I think that that's likely the case for a lot of people, and, and that's for a reason. It's because it is an all time great, and the the story, the animation, it it does expose the American audience to something that is um, very, very special. So it is, uh, I, I'm sorry, I have to defend it. Even. Please. That's time. <laughs> okay, um, go ahead. Because I think that it is a uh, modern masterpiece in more ways than one. Yeah. I think because it's animated, um, maybe the, the greater critics out there um, don't give it as it's due. But it is like watching a a. It's like looking at an amazing painting. Um, there's a video on um, if you're interested in uh, on YouTube, and I'm trying to remember what it's called. Um, but it's basically why is Ghost in the Shell so amazing? And he goes through scene by scene and shows why Ghost in the Shell is so amazing, why the animated movie is so amazing. It mm. really is. And it's not something you can sum up in 60 seconds, but um, it is fantastic. The depth to it is beyond what you can understand in just a single view. Uh, I'm going to assume that wasn't your rebuttal, Trevor, so. <laughs> um, it probably was, actually. <laughs> okay. All right, then, Jay. I, mean, about... I, don't, I don't have a rebuttal. I mean, people are going to vote their heart here. Warhammer 40K is amazing. There's so much about it in video games and books and other things that have worked its way into the zeitgeist that, I mean, truly, um, we talked about StarCraft. I mean, StarCraft, 
honestly does owe some of its roots to Warhammer 40k. Yeah, right. All right, Jay, your rebuttal, sir. 30 seconds, go. Okay, so <laughs> here's the deal. Ghost in the Shell, Trevor's right, it is a, a modern masterpiece. Warhammer 40k, I, I will gladly concede that uh, there are many of the miniatures that are amazing. There's many that are crap, but the game itself is absolute dog shit. <laughs> and oh, wow, it like I, I'm I I'm sure many of you feel like I'm like kicking your your little loved puppy or something, but I'm 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 sorry that someone exposed you to this at a young age when you didn't know better. Time, that's time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That took a dark turn. <laughs> I I will say uh, thank you everyone who buys Warhammer 40k from Discount Games. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> oh, amazing. I mean, to be fair, a lot of the people that I know, they don't necessarily they do it because it's a nice beer and pretzel style game. They do it because they love the they way can the always find pictures a game. look. Yeah, they can always find a game no matter where they go. There's lots of reasons to really like it. We're competitive players, and in the competitive universe, I just don't feel like 40K hangs out. So Right. Okay, Trevor. It is. This is. I, I, I love the eight versus nine seeds. So this is Fallout series number eight, and then versus Alien franchise number nine. And I've got Alien, Jay. Um, Yes, uh, Fallout is the technically the higher seed in its division, yes. um, but they're in two different divisions. So in theory, these are supposed to be fairly close, and I actually think they kind of are. So yeah, um, yeah. we'll let Josh go first with the Fallout series. Well, I kind of wish I had recorded. I guess it is technically recorded, but I kind of wish I had pulled up the sound bites of Jay defending Baldur's Gate and Planescape Torment and games of that ilk because. The original Fallout was that type of game for me. I mean, isometric, turn-based combat RPG in a gritty post-apocalyptic world with just a touch of that uh, that fun retrofuturism. You know what the 50s used to be like. Imagine if the apocalypse happened then. You know, I mean, it just does so many amazing things. And then it went from being that to being in <clears throat> a series of incredible, you know, first person, uh, style, still sort of turn-based combat RPGs that continue to tell a great story all across, uh, you know, a blighted wasteland of, of a United States. So fallout Vegas, uh, fallout four. Amazing. <laughs> I just want to say that I wish I, I wish I liked the fallout series. Where did you start playing them? three okay so you never played the original isometric one nope i don't know I, if i would love i mean i won't lie like there is some some real nostalgia that carried me into the later ones right but yeah i mean i i picked up three thinking oh this is going to be right up my alley um not necessarily i i mean i knew it had been taken over by bethesda at that point and i knew right. what i i knew what i was getting <laughs> into with bethesda a little bit but i i thought i thought it would be different because of the setting um but the truth is, is I really did enjoy it um, from the perspective of I don't think I would have ever completed the main storyline. I think I just would have went and did other things. Um, but it was I, I went out and played and I, I remember 
um, the very first mission in, in Fallout 3, they send you to this old lady's house to get something. It's like a bottle of like mes- medicine or something. Do you remember mm-hmm. that, Josh? Mm, vaguely. Yeah, and she wouldn't give it to me, so I shot her, which I didn't expect the game to allow me to do. <laughs> I, I think I think the moderator might be filibustering. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, oh, I, arguments. I, I, you didn't let me let me finish. I put it down at that point, and then I never came back to it because when I came back to you it, you were so disturbed those, by your own lack of morality. <laughs> No, I actually couldn't remember what I was, why I was there. Oh, anymore. yeah. Well. It was old, old man syndrome. All right, yeah. Jay, uh, Alien, go. Okay, so there's a very small handful of movies that I consider perfect movies, and on that list is Alien. Uh, Alien is a horror movie made by Ridley Scott. That it, it and uh, Gladiator were, were the two movies that made me fall in love with Ridley Scott. Um, after Alien, and as a quick side note, Alien is a movie that it's amazing how well it holds up, like 40 years later. Uh, after Alien, we have Aliens. Uh, James Cameron, again, produces a masterpiece that uh, is, is well-beloved by geeks around the world. Uh, the Alien design is um, something that's horrifying but fascinating. And I'm, I'm going to just throw this out here. Uh, I think that people who you know, like rip on uh, Prometheus and, and some of the, the more recent releases, um, they just don't like fun or joy. And, and I'm sorry for them, but... <laughs> I, I will mention that um, uh, as a former artist, I guess I haven't really done art in many years, but H.R. Uh, Geiger, who designed the um, alien... Um, the, the, Z- the Xenomorph. Yeah. Yeah, is well known for his art um, of that style in many, many things. And yes. it, is, it is fantastic stuff. I, I mean, the fact that you have some of the greatest minds in art coming together to create such a masterpiece. And I agree with Jay that it, I mean, anyway, that movie I think will hold up for a long time. The only, the only thing that doesn't hold up very well is the computer screens, everything else. Yeah, it, it, I've, I've played the Alien RPG, and they do have kind of like a, it's kind of a Battlestar Galactica explanation as to why it's like that. But yeah. anyway, uh, Josh, your rebuttal. Uh, I mean, come on, Jay, go ahead and defend Alien Resurrection. Since <laughs> I, I can't really say that I know enough about Prometheus, but which one? It, which one is Resurrection? Isn't that the one where it was all a dream? Uh, or is that Alien Four? I don't know. A couple of them get real, real bad. Uh, I mean, I've never even seen some of them. We're we're getting into the murky waters. Yeah. There. Hey, I was I was told this was the entire property, so I think it's real convenient that my opponent's <laughs> trying to pretend like there were never any stinkers. Heck, let's talk about Alien versus Predator. I, I'm uh, sure we all watched that. Are we going to talk about oh, Fallout 77 then, or 76? 76. Yeah, sorry. Hey, my little brother liked that, I think. <laughs> All right, which, Jay, counter rebuttal. Damning with faint praise. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust your brother's opinion on anything. Sorry. And I actually, him and I pretty much align on a lot of things. But Yeah, still. exactly. Okay, so like Trevor, I have purchased, I, don't, I guess maybe Trevor hasn't purchased multiple. I've, I've purchased multiple follow-up games, and I've just bounced off them. And, uh, you know, maybe that's my fault. I don't know. But Alien is pure joy. It covers multiple genres. 
and Fallout is something that I again I should love, but it's just it's it's not as good. I'm sorry. Uh, according to Steam, I've purchased Fallout, Fallout 2, Fallout 3, and Fallout <laughs> Tactics. Uh, I the only Tactics one I've cool. the only ones I've ever installed. I did install the original Fallout and try to get it to play. I think we talked about it in a previous episode. I could never. It just wouldn't render in right. a modern graphics card. Um, I need to. I'd have to probably run it. I don't know in compatibility mode or something. And Fallout 3. I've I've purchased Fallout 2 and Fallout Tactics, but I don't honestly I don't even know what Fallout Tactics is. What is that? Why did uh, I purchase? It's it's turn it's actually turn based isometric, but it's it's basically just combat. Like it's very yeah. It's not RPG. It's like kind of like squad based combat. Final Fantasy Tactics stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much That's like that. Sounds All right. horrible. Here's my last gasp. Um, look, Trevor. You know you would love these games if you were playing the right style of this game because you've played the board game with me and you love, you know, you love. Oh, this. I do. I did love the board game. And Honestly, the, and the system, the special system. It's so I good. think if they, if they did a uh, fallout remastered or a fallout for the iPad, maybe I think I'd, oh, I think I would yeah, fall out yeah. for the iPad would be so amazing. I think I would enjoy the first two. Um, but, the, the the path it takes in three just doesn't really fit my game style. So well, yeah, whatever. which is probably the first person thing, right? Um, no, it's the open ended. I need I need an RPG to lead me by the nose a little bit. Oh, oh, I got you. You need a little linearity in your life. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard for me to take a Bethesda game and actually follow the main storyline because there's there's little nuggets they put everywhere and they do it on purpose. But it, oh yeah, I yeah, just, yeah. I just end up going off into the woods, and then it's by the not time I get back to it, I'm... you're doing a side quest, right? Yeah, and by the yeah. time I get back to it, I'm like, what the heck was I doing again? I don't right. even remember. What we're doing is a new matchup, and okay. the new matchup <laughs> is Trevor with the Terminator and Josh uh, so... with the Legend of Zelda. Ooh. So, Josh, you may begin. Legend of Zelda, go. I mean, it <laughs> seems like I get assigned formative properties the most in these matches because the legend of zelda is one of That's the most foundational of video games through the list first and then signs yourself up for <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the man behind the curtain how dare you okay continue the legend of zelda okay seriously for me though is one of the few games where like and this was after i had like uh gone and served a mission and come home and i i, I kind of not been into video games for a few years just because of life but you know i was a young father blah 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 i i turned on the legend of zelda the newest legend of zelda that was coming out for probably the super nintendo entertainment system at that time and just hearing the midi tones of that music brought tears to both of my eyes both of my eyes not just one both <laughs> uh this thing goes it's just excellent from start to finish. And like the most recent one, the most recent one has basically made video gamers right. out of each of my children. I, I just want to say that there are multiple. I, I hate that I'm defending one of my favorite film franchises against <laughs> one of the best video game franchises <laughs> of all time. Like there are multiple masterpieces in the, uh, yeah. in the legend of Zelda series. And there are not multiple masterpieces in the series we're going to talk about now. <laughs> there are two masterpieces the rest uh, uh, there? <laughs> yes there is uh the first masterpiece is the terminator the second is terminator 2 and mm. i don't care what jay's ever going to tell you the terminator <laughs> created the uh put into the public zeitgeist the idea of 
of disturbing anti AI future, like let's avoid the the computers taking over everything. And I mean, to this day, Skynet is the de facto word you would use for computers taking over, AI running the world. Anyway, I love that it's time travel. I think that it does a great job of telling us that sometimes time travel um, can't necessarily change our fate, but it also encourages us to believe that fate is ourselves. We can we can pick our fates. Anyway, I think the Terminator movies are amazing. Um, I absolutely love them. I had to do a dissertation on them in a uh, class in college. Wow. So I've I've played none of the Legend of Zelda games. I've considered getting the one for uh, Switch. None. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That blows my and mind. I was, eh? I was too poor to have a oh sure console as a kid. And okay. Then, then on the newer ones, like I have people like Trevor being like, "It's too twitchy for you, Jay." <laughs> and and I I believe I trust my friends. <laughs> but, no, that is probably true of Breath of the Wild. I don't know if it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's what, the I, twitchiest I, game you've ever liked, Jay? Hades. Oh well. It's not. It's not that twitchy. <laughs> uh, I've what's, also liked the the old Gauntlet arcade game. What's the most open? Uh, what do you, or what do you call that? Open world style game that you've ever liked? Uh, the Elder Scrolls series. Oh well, then you should <laughs> you should probably be playing Breath of the Wild then. Okay, well, Josh, you can give us a rebuttal. You may go. Uh, yeah. I mean, the the thing is, is that. I think the Legend of Zelda series will, will have influenced three to four generations of mankind by the time I die. And I think it will just go on doing that. I mean, the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah, like, you know, like the funny thing is before Breath of the Wild came out, I had actually, me, probably the least technically proficient of my of the hosts of the show, I had installed an emulator on my computer so that my son could experience... Uh, ocarina of time and he was like at time. super digging it so generational power Trevor, <laughs> you may now rebuttal and denigrate the legend of zelda i'm i'm not going to I, honestly the that was fact an amazing that, setup <laughs> the fact that um terminator got into this list at all is a, is the win for me i don't think it's going to beat the legend of zelda and i'm not even sure i would want it to um, the truth is, is that the original Legend of Zelda is one of the few games that I've played all the way to the end multiple times. And there are not many games I can say that about. Um, so it, the series is amazing. I've played multiple from the series. I have not played Breath of the Wild longer than a few hours before my children took over the Switch and I never saw it ever again. But <laughs> but But my boys... And my daughter have all played to the end of, of Breath of the Wild using the Hi. same Switch. So mm, I'm sorry, I, I forgot. That switch, that's the Switch has seen some use. My daughter has cosplayed as Zelda, so if Legend of Zelda wins, I'll probably have to find a picture of her cosplay just to say thanks to all the voters out there. I mean, if you love Terminator like me, and I'll probably vote for Terminator, but I don't expect it to win. I mean, gosh. Legend of Zelda, honestly, is a top four contender, contender to me. All right. Ah, does the moderator mantle pass to me once more? Um, it is going to sure. Let's let's do uh, Balthor Galactica versus uh, Sid Meier Civ. All right. Well, Sid Meier Civ is the higher seated 
uh, property, but I don't care about that. I want Trevor to have the last word this time. So, Jay, <laughs> you have a minute to defend Battlestar Galactica. Okay, so Battlestar Galactica, this is the you know the TV series that, that we're talking about here. Um, I have fond memories of the... I, I don't, actually don't remember a ton of the old TV show. I just remember like it being really cool... Uh, like the Council of the Twelve and Lauren Green playing Adama. But then we get this reboot, and really it was everything that sci-fi could have uh, hoped for or dreamed for. Um, they they made this amazing product, and then it just lost its way, or sci-fi lost their way and didn't make anything awesome like that. Um, but the thing that one, another thing that was really cool about Battlestar Galactica, I remember watching the shows, and they were definitely very... Uh, pertinent to their time they gave social commentary of about things that were going on in the world at that time which i thought was was also something that, that you see with with great sci-fi uh, it also has some amazingly impactful emotional scenes that you'll just be like blown away as you time. get the payoff time. that is time the payoff uh i'm saving my comments until after i hear from trevor go ahead trevor I'm going to take you guys back to a, a warm summer day, 1992. I didn't have a computer, uh, but my friend did. I, I went over to his house, and he said, hey, why don't you play this game? I'm like, what is it? And he goes, it's, it's Sid Meier's Civilization. I'm like, who the heck is Sid Meier? He's like, just <laughs> just try it. And so, do, 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 do. You know, the, the digital uh, age had begun. I'm sitting down at a computer. I'm playing this game. I move my little settler around. It finally tells me, hey, you should probably settle this. I do so. And I have been playing turns ever since. <laughs> 30 years of this, one of the greatest 4X games ever made. And I, all I can say is give me one more turn because now my wife plays it. Uh, my kids don't play it yet, but that's because I'm not sure they're quite ready for it. Um, it's because you're not a monster. <laughs> uh, but civilization it is the game that that i feel like all 4x's try to become or want to be and I, oh gosh I realize that was well said but i will say that i felt my heart rate increase just remembering that first that first turn moving that settler and also what a great episode that we have two properties with tech trees in them so i can just <laughs> salivate multiple times I remember when I started playing Civ 3, like I was single at the time. Well, recently single. My ex-wife yeah, yeah, yeah. had left. And yeah. I remember one night, I just kept thinking, oh, one more turn, you know, one more turn. And there was nobody to stop me. Yeah. And I remember, the, I remember the sun coming up. Yep. And I was like, oh, crap. It is the only game which has done that to me multiple times. Yeah. It's done it to life, me multiple I mean. times. Yeah, I my <laughs> wife. It's done it to my wife within the last couple of years. I like I literally it. had to come down and like it was like 4 a.m. I'm like, dear, you, <laughs> your children will be up at 7 a.m. You need to go to bed. Jay, your 30 second rebuttal begins now. Okay, I'm I'm going to speak heresy. I'm sorry, but I love Civ, but it is a little bit overrated. Oh, the... you're hurting me. <laughs> The conflict resolution system is is really not good, and you really, like, the first time that, like, the Jaguar Warriors take out a tank, you're just like, okay, this we've, we've jumped the shark, 
this is ridiculous. There's also comes a point where you can only. <laughs> this is time. I'm not going to allow this to go on any I, longer. I, but I, I give. You know what? That is one of my favorite memories is taking a stack of Sherman tanks into a fortified phalanx stack and losing and like literally wanting to throw my computer. <laughs> I'm going to give major props to Jay for being able to like maintain the illusion that he's not going to vote a certain way. Like, yeah, but well, I, I actually good. probably will vote for Battlestar Galactica. You're dead to me now. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead for 30 seconds. Uh, listen, Civilization is quite possibly the best game for the average old white guy like us. And it's it, I believe that it, it is encompassing for everyone. Everyone can come in and, and everyone can enjoy Civ. Uh, so say we all. <laughs> I mean, frankly, my <laughs> only problem is that it's not been made. Going on here. <laughs> that it has not been part of uh you know the american education curriculum like just replace history classes <laughs> catherine the great is being belligerent i will admit that the that like modern civ civ uh i don't remember where what did you get rid of, get what did you get rid of the stacks was that civ four or civ yeah five? five didn't have stacks anymore yeah five, civ five when you got rid of the stacks that that was a tough you decision. missed that that was a tough decision. I still miss stacks. Like there's times yeah. when I'm frustrated with trying to attack a city with three different units from like three different angles and being like, right. why can't I just have a stack of all these dudes attacking at uh. once? That is that is uh, my okay. Final I'm, match. I'm ready. I'm ready to club you, Josh. Oh my gosh, this is the this is probably the most baby seal matchup we've had, isn't it? <laughs> it's definitely up there. Yeah, it's pretty rough. So this matchup is Magic the Gathering, which is the the number one seed in the board games and card game or board games and video games. Or no, yeah, it is. Uh, and uh, Bone, which is the 16th seed of the comics. Uh, but I'm gonna let Jay go first because it's the uh, first seed. So I remember when my uh, brother, I was in high school. He he brought home a fresh batch of black tar heroin to the house. <laughs> and introduced me to taking drugs for the first time. <laughs> and I literally got a part-time job in high school to support my drug addiction. And three things I'll throw out here that are amazing about magic. First of all, uh, it was it was totally revolutionary for when it came out. It's an amazing product. Um, it blew my mind. There was nothing like it. I would stay up all night playing it with people. Uh, next thing, it's a, it is, it blows my mind that magic is still the behemoth that it is right now. And it kudos to wizards that they have been able to do that because frankly, the, it's a game that has, it shows its age in some ways, but they've managed to market it and, you know, do various things to make it the behemoth it still is. It, it should have died. Uh, and finally, if you love the game industry, Give a little clap or thank you to Magic because it's what's keeping many game stores open, and many of you like going to a game store, and so thank you, Magic. Is it is it the first collectible card game? Yes. Okay, because that's what I thought, but I wasn't I wasn't 100 percent certain on that because sometimes there's things that predate, but like the fact that it that it basically created a whole new genre of of games. To which there's, you know, still dozens, and there's been hundreds over the years. Yeah, there have been so many that have, like, 
come along and died. Oh man. Uh, Anyway, it's it is amazing to me that it is still going strong. So anyway, um, Josh, Bone. Ten Eisner Awards, eleven Harvey Awards. Somehow this thing is like still one of the best kept secrets in the comic book industry. I've decided because this is an incredible story with all the pathos, ethos, epic feel of Lord of the Rings mixed in with this incredible set of Looney Tunes-esque three characters, the Bone Brothers. And yes, Trevor, I'm sorry that Phony Bone didn't get the full comeuppance he deserved, but I blame I'm... the stu- I blame the stupid, stupid rat creatures. <laughs> I like the rat creatures more than I like phony bone. I'm just yes, saying. well, we all do. Uh, we'll, uh, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll have uh, chills run down your spine as you uh, run, go through the entire series of Bone. It is a modern masterpiece in graphic novels, and more people need to read it. So that's why I'm glad it made it into the bracket. and Just to raise the public conscience. Yes, and what does Trevor always say? Vote your conscience. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, for those of you who may go out and read it, um, I purchased the the original, which is in black and white, and I would encourage you not to do that. I would really? Actually, yeah, I would. I think people should should buy it in color. Hmm. I've only read it in black and white, so that's that's interesting. Um, I've only I've only seen a few panels of it in color. I've never read it in color, but I've yeah. seen the panels, and I'm like, man, I wish. I would have read that you'd it in read color. It in color. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Do, how much do you think that um, it's the the lack of its uh, market penetration is because of basically the, what you see on the cover? It's not the like what you see on the cover is not necessarily what you're going to get. You mean that what you see on the cover is a Looney Tunes character, the equivalent? Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's fair. It's definitely like it's not a mix that you expect. Like, but again. For me, Bone is just – it's one of those books, it's one of those properties that has affected my family so much that I just i just want more people to know about it. Like all of my kids have loved it, you know. Um, for me, it's its in the same like sort of value as like a Calvin and Hobbes, you know what I mean? It just – it's part of what contributed to my kids' love of reading and it's part and, – and, it's one of the things that, you know, our family quotes to each other all the time. Will you, would you like a delicious quiche? You know, <laughs> stupid, <laughs> stupid rat creatures, just, just silly stuff that's like all related to that. So, yeah, I, we're not going to do rebuttals because uh, clearly Magic's going to win this matchup. <laughs> if, a, if a comic falls in the forest and no one has read it, does anyone know? I, I don't think so. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I, I will say that, that my son, um, the autistic boy, um, he generally gravitates towards uh, graphic novels, like a, like uh-huh. many boys. But he does so more more than most because he he likes being. It's easier for him to understand when he has the uh, the the text plus a picture. Yeah, yeah. And one of the books he read very early on was Bone, and and um, I just we didn't really I didn't really understand what he was reading or what he was getting into. Um, until I read it myself, and I was like, "Holy crap! This is it was pretty amazing." I will admit, I'm not sure it deserves its place here, but I hope that somebody reads it from uh, this discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, well, get your vo- votes placed and join our Patreon, join our Discord, so that you can vote there. 
and thank you everyone for listening.